No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David hides out in the wilderness and Saul relentlessly pursues him. But David's friend Jonathan strengthens him in the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 23 on Simply the Bible. Have you ever been on the run? Have you ever been afraid for your life? Has there been a person in your life you sought to avoid? Then you know something of what David felt as he ran for his life from King Saul. He was a wanted man, a fugitive, yet he had done nothing wrong. But he couldn't trust anybody who was loyal to the king. We continue in 1 Samuel 23, 14. And David stayed in the strongholds in the wilderness and remained in the mountains in the wilderness of Ziph. Saul sought him every day, but God did not deliver him into his hand. So David saw that Saul had come out to seek his life, and David was in the wilderness of Ziph in a forest. The wilderness of Ziph is in Judah. It is a destitute area near the Dead Sea. People today who have seen it expressed their amazement that David could even survive living there. But God was using these hard conditions to strengthen the metal of his future king. The main point was that even though David was being hunted by Saul, he was safe in God's hand. Saul couldn't catch him because God didn't allow it. Do you know that if you have surrendered your life to God, that you are safe in his hand? If you have not surrendered your life to God, then God may let you be caught in the consequences of your actions, not to harm you, but to help you. Have you felt the security of being held in the Father's hand? You could be in the wilderness of Ziph physically. You could be enduring hard circumstances that you hate. But if your heart is surrendered to God, you can be in a spiritual oasis. Later in life, David would write Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. As a shepherd himself, David knew what it meant to protect his sheep. And he could look back over his life and see how God had been his shepherd protecting him. But all this looked forward to our good shepherd, Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. If you know Jesus, then you are doubly safe, held in the hand of our Good Shepherd and held in the hand of our Heavenly Father. Then Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. And he said to him, Do not fear, for the hand of Saul my father shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. Even my father Saul knows that. 
So the two of them made a covenant before the Lord, and David stayed in the woods, and Jonathan went to his own house. Jonathan was the quintessential friend to David. How someone so good could be the son of someone so bad remains a mystery. Jonathan took his life into his own hand to meet secretly with David. Saul had already thrown a spear at Jonathan for befriending David, but Jonathan could see the hand of the Lord was upon his friend. He knew that David was destined to be king, and he welcomed the opportunity to be his friend, standing next to him. His attitude was so much like John the Baptist, who, when speaking of Jesus, said, He must increase, but I must decrease. Rather than trying to put himself forward, Jonathan strengthened David's hand in God. Jonathan knew that the Lord was David's deliverer, and even though his father pursued David, God would protect him. Our hand is strong when it is strengthened in the Lord. There is no challenge too great because we are strengthened by the hand of the Almighty. Neither David nor Jonathan knew it at the time, but this would be the last time they would see each other. The next time we read of Jonathan is when he is killed in battle along with his father Saul. This illustrates that we make our plans, but none of us really knows how many days he has left. That is why it's so important to always be ready to meet God. But I sometimes wonder, if I knew that today was my last day, would I live it differently? Then the Ziphites came up to Saul at Gibeah, saying, Is David not hiding with us in strongholds in the woods, in the hill of Hekilah, which is on the south of Jeshimon? Now therefore, O king, come down according to all the desire of your soul to come down, and our part shall be to deliver him into the king's hand. And Saul said, Blessed are you of the Lord, for you have compassion on me. Please go and find out for sure and see the place where his hideout is and who has seen him there, for I am told he is very crafty. See therefore and take knowledge of all the lurking places where he hides and come back to me with certainty and I will go with you. And it shall be if he is in the land that I will search for him throughout all the clans of Judah." The Ziphites wanted to make it clear to King Saul that they were loyal to him. They knew David was hiding among them and probably saw this as a way to court the king's favor. But they were choosing the wrong king. I think there is nothing more nauseating than self-pity, especially when it is found in a grown adult. Saul manipulated others by getting them to feel sorry for him. That tactic might work with some people temporarily, but it is a cheap shot and it degenerates the character of the one who practices it. Some people have suffered great tragedies, much greater pain than anything I've ever suffered, yet they worked through it and endure to accomplish great things. Their suffering produces character in them and they are wonderful and inspirational people to be around. If others pity them, they get angry. They want your respect, but never your pity. But Saul was not that kind of person. He relished in self-pity while he raged against those who helped David. 
Saul replied to the Ziphites, Blessed are you of the Lord. Saul could really talk the talk. He could lay it on, but he didn't walk the walk. It's amazing to me how spiritual some people can sound. They quote scripture. They talk about the Lord, but their hearts are far from God. On more than one occasion, I've talked with someone on a plane and he uses, shall I say, colorful language. Then he asks me what I do. Suddenly, he tells me about his brother, who is a pastor, or how he considers himself to be a Christian. Well, whether he is or isn't, I don't know. I'm not the judge. But I can tell you from personal experience that some of the most wicked things have been done by the most spiritual-sounding people. It isn't how we talk, but how we live that proves if we are genuine followers of Jesus Christ. So they arose and went to Ziph before Saul. But David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, in the plain on the south of Jeshimon. How did David know to leave the wilderness of Ziph and move to the wilderness of Maon? We don't know. Obviously, God must have been directing his steps. And that's what David wrote in Psalm 37. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Today, as I was preparing for this program, I thought I'm just going to go hang out at Starbucks, get a coffee, and just, you know, hang out with people. And while I was there, somebody comes up to me and goes, Pastor Darrell. And I've never seen this person before, but he said, I've been to your church once, and I'm going through this decision in my career. Would you just pray for me? I thought, wow, what a confirmation that I was listening to the Lord and just hanging out there and being available for whatever God has. How great it is to know that God is directing your steps. Verse 25, When Saul and his men went to seek him, they told David, Therefore he went down to the rock and stayed in the wilderness of Maon. And when Saul heard that, he pursued David in the wilderness of Maon. Then Saul went on one side of the mountain and David and his men on the other side of the mountain. So David made haste to get away from Saul, for Saul and his men were encircling David and his men to take them. When Saul caught up with David in the wilderness of Maon, a rock separated them. Saul and his men were on one side, David and his men were on the other side. Do you feel that you are being pursued by your enemy? Are you afraid? Remember that the rock of God separates you. If you are cleaving to that rock, then your enemy must go through the rock to get to you. Saul made a strategic military move. He divided his forces and sent half one way and half the other way, and they were encircling the rock, closing in on David. From David's perspective, it seemed there was no way of escape. But a messenger came to Saul, saying, Hurry and come, for the Philistines have invaded the land. Therefore Saul returned from pursuing David and went against the Philistines, so they called that place the Rock of Escape. Then David went up from there and dwelt in the strongholds at En Gedi. A mere coincidence? Right. Obviously God intervened, using the Philistines to call Saul off the pursuit. This rock, that could have been the place of disaster for David, instead was known as the rock of escape because God delivered David from Saul's hand. David left there and moved to the strongholds at 
in Gedi, which means fount of the kids, that is, fountain of the goats. It is an oasis in the wilderness. Certainly, we all experience wilderness times in our walk with God. The conditions are hard, and we may feel like people are after us. The important thing is that we learn to trust in the Lord with all our heart. The circumstances that you now fear will lead to disaster will in fact lead to escape if you are cleaving to the rock. I'd like to close with Psalm 54, which David wrote at this time. Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth, for strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life. They have not set God before them. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in your truth. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all trouble, and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we will feature a special program dedicated to the victims and families of Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. Pastor Daryl will interview Olivier Melnick, a Jewish believer in Yeshua as Savior, who hosts the website NewAntisemitism.com. We hope you'll join us for this very important subject in the wake of the Pittsburgh Massacre on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.